Let's hear that coffee mug again. The coffee mug again. Let's hear it. <laughs> Oof. It's just this nice little noise. It's so crazy. Yes, it's like that Descendant song, Coffee Mug. Coffee Mug! This little way to haze! Liquid proof! That I can win this race! Coffee Mug! But that that case is all! The inner link! Keep it fucking all! I just wanted to start Coffee. the episode with a song right off the bat. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> you, you asked me how I was doing. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just got back home from Colorado and hung out with Eric and did Christmas stuff, you know? Oh, that's fun. You hung out with Eric. What'd you guys do? We went and had pizza. We were going to go to Akibara, but they were closed. Ah, for those who don't know, uh, Johnny is one of Laura Bobert's uh, interns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know she was from Colorado until yesterday. Oh, she's, like, straight up from, like, Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, Pueblo. Or at least she, she that's her district. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know that. I've been yeah, that city. Yep. With you. <laughs> that's true. I got nothing. I was just telling Johnny that I am currently sorting through a billion VHS tapes that I acquired from a person's uh, storage space. So if the listener needs any copies of Star Trek Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, or Voyager recorded off TV with commercials. I have a whole box full of them. That actually sounds pretty pretty nice. It's interesting, but it's nothing no one needs. I'm going to send a couple to my <laughs> friend Biff just for the fun, for just a, a few of them. Ah, wait, let's listen to my mug. Here we go. Can you hear that? Yes, I did. All right. Mug cast. <laughs> it's the mug cast. Oh, the Muggy Boys. Muggy hey, what boys. episode is this? I didn't do the research. That it is episode 63. 63. Okay. Yeah. Popular player for 63 is who? Cody Clark. He played for the Boston Celtics. I don't know if he still plays, but he is, oh, he was not a great player. I guess. <laughs> wow. Is there any other baseball news happening lately? Baseball. Oh, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Trevor Bauer. I only yeah, heard Trevor about Bauer was that. released. And, that uh, is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, what have you been listening to? Oh, what have I been listening to? Well, Marissa bought me some records for Christmas, as Ooh. you do. And there was one record that I was really hoping that she would be able to find me because I missed the boat on it when it was first re-released. But that record is by the band Rival Schools, and it is United by Fate. <laughs> I guess if you know me, this may not surprise you. That I so would... I'm going to stop you right there. I okay. know you, and this actually surprised me that you liked this. Close, close. 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 
okay, that's fair. Most definitely. So how I'll explain it is back during that time, I had so many friends who were into just different hard rock, right? You had like Deftones. And you had people who I had friends who like slipped on. I there was nothing like kind of in between, and then I feel like Jimmy World came around with their hit song like Bleed American. Like, I liked it, but it was like, when you delve into the band, it was like, okay, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. So then I would say I got introduced to what I call MTV Emo. <laughs> and it's like, they promoted bands like Jimmy World. Oh, yeah. Saves the day. If I All these things that were kind of in between and then there came a time where it was like at the drive-in thursday rival schools schools stuck out the most to me just because they kind of fit right in between like my friends liking Deftones and my friends who like Slipknot. It was just like the perfect thing for me at that time. It's exactly what I wanted. It wasn't like super hard but it's it's definitely more rocky than a lot of the stuff I listen to these days. Three voices on the phone between me, you and my echo Decide to let me know That you can't hear it all Not at all Cause it all feels of my echo Yeah, it's very, uh, very radio-friendly And I, uh, yes. I was shocked I was like, <laughs> Johnny, when did this record come out? Uh, 2001 Wow even I feel like this is even late in the game for that to be released. Yeah, right? It was it actually released September 4th, 2001. This record for me was kind of like I'm going into my freshman year of high school like this is this is going to be my life, you know? It's like uh, this is what I'm into. <laughs> Boy, would I be shocked a few days later. The Rival Schools, which I think is a reference to, uh, to yeah. I don't know, it couldn't be a reference to, I think it's no, a reference it, to like Kunio Kun? Uh, it's actually a reference to the Capcom fighting game, Rival Schools United oh. by Fate. That 
That's funny. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. forgot Which about that Which I was also a big fan of. Oh. Well, kind of mm-hmm. hit that little... It got Johnny by the by the cojones there with, uh, with yeah, the video games exactly. and emo and poppy music. Yep. Like I said, it was just like the perfect thing for me at that time because I just didn't feel like the music my friends were listening to really... I don't know. I didn't really connect with the same way they did. I wasn't that into Tool. I liked him okay because my friends listened to them so it was just like yeah whatever but nothing really grabbed me like uh MTV emo I, uh, I mean, I have a very similar story, and I'll be quick about it, because I was telling someone this yesterday. They're like, somebody asked me if I ever liked Third Eye Blind. All that stuff, I didn't, like, miss the boat. I just didn't get on it. I was just like, it's not, I'm not a fan of any of this, and I never was. Like, uh, when I was in middle school, the bands I liked were, like, Nirvana. They Might Be Giants. Glass of milk. Standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth. And like Weird Al. All the alternative rock stuff I never got into. And when I was in ninth grade, that's when I discovered like Black Flag. I won't apologize for I think we discussed about this recently. If I heard bands like Butter 08, or like Sibo Motto. In middle school, those would have been my bands, but I never heard them. I like the yeah. weird, quirky, kind of indie, somewhat kind of post-punk, I guess. I don't know. Like, What's like not post-punk, but like aligned with punk bands is who I would have liked. I liked Weezer. Yeah. I guess the broader genre that it kind of would fit in would be just punk rock. But yeah, it's kind of hard to, to categorize it. But I know exactly what you mean. The weird shit. Yeah. There was stuff that was played on like 120 minutes or whatever on MTV. Right. Yeah, exactly. What can you tell me about this album? I guess you can categorize it as a post-hardcore album. It is very much so. Like, It has moments in the record that kind of make me realize why I like other bands, like Cursive. This ghost town shall remain Anywhere you kind of fell into the whole post-hardcore scene and wasn't really completely moved by the uh, Connor over scene. She moves. It's like, um, Rest and I were talking about this because same kind of thing where it was like, okay, like I got, you know, because of MTV emo, I kept digging deeper and like there come, there goes, you can go two directions. You can go in the direction where you start learning about like emo and the past of emo core and whatever. And then you can verge into the Midwestern emo scene and then kind of, then you find yourself at Connor Overs. She moves. Because emo game and all these things kind of made him a figurehead of the 
that current emo scene. And then there's that route that takes you to like My Chemical Romance. Yeah, that would be so. seen. <laughs> it's like once you start liking bands like Blood Brothers. My hair needs to be more ridiculous and my pants need to be way tighter. You find yourself at scene and then you suddenly are a vampire. <laughs> But tell me more about the band you came here to talk about. Yeah, okay, so the band was formed by guitarist Walter Schreffels. I had the pronunciation for a moment, but <laughs> blabbing ruined that. Anyway, uh, he was in Gorilla Biscuits. What do you mean? He's a big figurehead of the New York post-hardcore scene. So, again, it, it makes sense why I like some of the stuff I like and why Rival Schools help that out there. It has the, that kind of guitar... I can't explain it, but if you've listened to Cursive. The stars above have lost their shine, and so my love. Like, you just hear it, and you're like, okay, this is like this old 90s, like, kind of guitar rhythm that just stands out. I can't explain it. I can't explain why I like this record. It's it's a, nostalgic. Right? Yeah, it's just nostalgic to me. It just kind of reminds me of youth and yeah. learning about new music. And it being a reference to a video game just was the, probably the best thing that it could do to introducing me into like what I like today. I mean, there's definitely like very popular music that I like that is pretty objectively bad. Not saying this is objectively bad. No. But it's, you know, you're not really embarrassed about it, but it's like, of the time, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, Misfits American Psycho is actually good. It's like, no, it's not. It's just, it's just you listen to it a lot in the ninth grade, Rick. That's all. Exactly. It's hard to defend and it's hard to explain why I would like this. It is just kind of that nostalgia factor and just this time period of learning about new music genres and new music in general i can say the only other time i've really felt that way where i was like oh i'm learning about new music and i'm learning about a new genre would be like in 10 years later in like uh, 2010 2010 for why what'd you hear uh well that would be like the year that i learned about like stupid stuff like vaporwave So that would be uh, like a new genre that I was in, like, you know, learning about and like intrigued by. I wrote one note about what I listened to, and it's okay. that the song High Acetate. Kind 
of sounds like Nirvana at the beginning. I should check so, that one out. I listened to... Uh, let's get into what you've been listening to. <laughs> because this has been going on way too long for me to no, just be like, I, I mean, don't throw, know. Throw some other songs at me. What are the what are the songs that get you going on this record? Uh, well, of course, I like the hit, uh, Used for Glue. That was most definitely the first song I heard by them. You got it wrong she was song travel by phone i think that's a great opening track my echo is always a fun one to me kind of shorter songs because i have a song like i think it's track four that's like nearly six minutes long and yeah i can't do it (laughs) i mean i've never heard of this band which is shocking i'm sure i remember people talking about rival school and never actually hearing them so i have been enlightened and uh without being mean i don't enjoy it yeah no fair i acknowledge that it's a band yeah they are definitely a band very much so of that time and (laughs) i that's how I feel about something else that uh, I'm probably gonna go see Seisha. When are you going to see Seisha? I think the show is like in March or something. I remember Seisha. I don't remember anything what they sound like, but I remember the name. I believe that you have died. Hey. Oof. It's of that time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll see them at that uh, When We Were Young Fest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, absolutely. Anyway, what have you been listening to? (laughs) Well, young Jonathan Ketchup, this requires a little backstory. This band, called Skull Control... put on every mixtape he made he put the song off the album deviant beyonds all capture the song new rock critic on like every mixtape he ever made and it's like so damn catchy what this town needs a new rock critic 
people were selling some shit at a I don't know, like a like a garage sale. Yeah. And I remember seeing nope. the Skull Control record, Deviate Beyond All Means of Capture, and I was like, holy shit, I want that record. But my friend Judah grabbed it instead. And I was like, man, I love that record. If you hate it, I will buy it from you. At my birthday, several days later, he handed it to me. So God bless you, Judah. <laughs> I've heard this one a million times and had to be like, well, they have to have other records. And that's where their album comes in. <laughs> came out in 2000 and it is the band released a six song record and then broke up never to play again (laughs) so they lasted a couple years it's almost like a like dream team of like a bunch of people who are playing in other bands like originally they're it's andy coronado from this band monarchid who also had those like crazy guitar riffs that Skull Control has. And members of uh, Born Against were in it. Brooks Headley and this guy Chris Thompson, who is in a band called Circus Lupus. And then Kim Thompson, who is in a bunch of bands that are, have like Kill Rockstars records. She did a record with a dude who was sang for the makeup, who I found out is maybe problematic. Oh, no. Yeah, kind of weird. But also, I wouldn't be surprised. And if it's yeah. not true, then, I mean, good. But if it is, and it's like, ah, well, I get it. So Skull Control. This is a six-song, probably 15-minute little thing. Maybe less than 15 minutes. Looks like about 12. Just, just like chaotic guitars. <laughs> Like it's it's got some uh, pop sensibilities to it, but if you can tell by the cover that it's just super super fucking weird. I don't have context for each song because it's it's all just kind of a blend of wildness. I know I was trying to find the lyrics for it because I got in my car mm-hmm. the other morning when it was like three degrees outside. And as soon as I got in the car, the CD was still playing and it was like, it's cold. Something along the lines of that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kim Thompson, who this seems to be the only band she did vocals in that I that I've heard. And she sings a lot in false ceilings. Uh, J 
Johnny will be happy to know that a lot of these people in these bands moved on to other things like Wrangler Brutes, which is another Born Against band. So basically it's like Born Against Part 2. And Kim Thompson is also in Sweet Heat. With Guy Puccietto. Pucci How do you yeah. pronounce his last name? Oh, you very dumb boys. Let Factbot help you. His name is pronounced Guy Picotto. And he was not in Sweet Heat with Kim Thompson. He was in Getaway Car with her. Jeez, you dumbos. And, well, sorry, their band was called Getaway Car. And she was also in a band called Sweet Heat. And those bands only seem to have, like, one song on a some kill rock stars comps and andy coronado was in a band called nazi skins which is spelled very strangely yeah nasty skins yeah nasty skins who's pretty good who features sean obney and joey Karam, who was also in a band johnny likes called you know it, Johnny. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the locust. And Sean Omni was in Le Shock, which is a great, yes. another great band. So, yeah, Skull Control is just like this super group of all these people who went on to do cool shit. So, I am actually familiar with uh, Skull Control because... How I understood, it's a yeah, it's like a a, a movement of musicians because it also involves another band that I enjoy, the plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower. Ah, yes. How are they uh, intertwined? One of the, the either the first bassist that they had or the bassist that they that came in. To the band once they recorded their first like debut record who replaced him but it was andrew miller and um mario ardono but their first record came out in like 2001 skull control was something like and especially like this like when i heard it, i was like oh my god like i've never actually seen this but i'm so from like i know of skull control because of yeah the plot always talking about skull control <laughs> yeah they're they're really good i mean like it's it's just like wild guitar like rock and roll riffage kind of reminds me like the vocals kind of remind me of that that guy chris from the peaches and uh the pattern yeah it's just really really noisy rock and rolly but it keeps everything keeps saying like post hardcore and it's like yeah i guess i get it there's some hardcore riffs in there it's uh it's just it's just 11 minutes 12 minutes of fun is what it is yeah that's what it, i think of it yeah what i used to what? consider it and like because this also reminds me of mark mccoy's like offshoot vmw <laughs> 
very much so like this like drug addled punk rock that's that yeah, maybe yeah. they've never done drugs like i know like, <laughs> at least, but that's what they claim They're like we don't do drugs but this is what it sounds like on drugs <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a song that a drug addict would make. <laughs> but I, I just noticed the listener, if you if you dig what we're playing here, that both skull control records are like super cheap on Discogs. So oh, nice. I don't know. Get your get your little hands on those if you want them. You can also download them for six bucks each. They're on the Touch and Go. I think Touch and Go released them on Bandcamp, which is That's so cool, cool about people putting old stuff on Bandcamp. Even if it's for sale or not, it's still available for you to get. Album art on both records is uh, bananas. So awesome. And uh Speaking of Wrangler Brutes. When I am talking with my dermatologist about how best to remove a series of skin tags from my inner arm or a bunion or some toe flaps or something, I can hardly be expected to know. Sam McFeeders from those band, uh, those bands recently, he never posted on Instagram, but posted a song by my old band, Battle Unicron. <laughs> And it blew my mind because we were trying to emulate his band, Men's Recovery Project. And I ended up writing him a letter and saying like, hey man, how'd you hear that? And then he wrote me back and sent me back these really silly uh, greeting cards like that he made. He's like an art guy. And one of the greeting cards says like, to a real sexy (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. One says, most marriages end a divorce. Let's hope this one ends in death. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. But yeah, it's a, I don't know. Yeah, we're kicking it back to 2000 this ep. Yeah, truly, truly. And it's it's funny because it's like for the listeners, it's it's funny how much your life changes in those few short years because like I said, I I was in rival schools. I was into I was into kind of butt rock. And then just two, three short years later, I was suddenly just emo punk kid extraordinaire. I was like, I listen to everything. Yes. It's like and you I'm don't an know art. any of it. <laughs> I'm an art lad. I'm going to put paint all over every electronic in my room. Oh, yeah. Have you seen my Super Nintendo? It's a mess. I hate it. I've seen your Super... I've seen your keyboard. I've seen your Super Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, uh, not a good... It's a good. (laughs) It's It's a nice good. It's very much so of the time. And it's also time for a good 90s. Oh, a good 90s. Good 90s to all and to all. Let's play a 15-minute long Pet Shop Boys (laughs) Yeah! Let's do it. I'm so sorry. How did you feel about that? <laughs> it was cool. It was very impulsive of me to do that. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> it's fun. Cool. Yeah. We like fun around these parts. Yeah, we have fun here, guys. Yeah, we got fun. We got like fun. All right. Well, good nighties to all and to all. A good nighties. Good nighties. Good nighties. that why am i i don't know that's why a, that's said the that. driving <laughs> I, I don't know why i just that song just got, got in my away, head got away. <laughs> you're gonna have to be pulling so many songs off of youtube and various things oh i have all these songs and that's the thing oh about but you it. said like, you said tool and oh yeah i i thought about that and i was like do we need slipknot it? yeah oh now you gotta play them again the worst. <laughs> i'm gonna on slipknot i remember seeing a picture of slipknot being like 
those guys must be amazing. And then I heard them and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>